right here on RBN Live this 28th day of February 2024, simulcasting on Speak Free Radio. Russia has unmasked nearly 600 foreign fighters helping the Ukrainian army, mercenaries from 46 nations. Surprise, surprise, the first M1 Abrams tank has been destroyed in Ukraine shortly after its appearance on the battlefield. Count on many more to come. There's some 31 altogether, so one down, 30 to go. Francis Macron does not rule out Europeans sending troops to Ukraine. This is a colossally stupid idea. Russians are already taking out massive numbers of foreign troops. They hit a whole enclave of French troops. There were even German regular soldiers there, too, and undoubtedly all kinds of American mercenaries. I'm sorry to say they're on the wrong side. They're fighting with real nasty people who are genocidal in their intent regarding the Donbass. There's a commonality between Ukraine and uh, Gaza. The the, the Ukrainians uh, are out to genocide the ethnic Russians in the Donbass, just as the Israelis are out to genocide the Palestinians in Gaza. Meanwhile, Slovakia says some NATO members are considering sending troops to Ukraine. So what is this all about? Well, it looks as though NATO's getting itchy. Uh, they're debating about direct military intervention, reflecting its desperation. Here, zero hedge. President Macron hosted over 20 fellow European leaders in Paris Monday to discuss their next moves in Ukraine, including the possibility of a conventional NATO intervention, which he said they had not ruled out for reasons of strategic ambiguity, despite not reaching a consensus on this. Do they all want to have their clocks cleaned by Russia? I mean, this is so stupid. His Polish counterpart also confirmed the subject was the most heated part of discussion. The very fact that this scenario is being officially considered shows how desperate NATO has become. Russia's victory in Edvika, which was a natural result of winning the race of logistics war of attrition with NATO, prompted policymakers to contemplate what they'll do in the event that it achieves a breakthrough across the line of contact and start steamrolling through the rest of Ukraine. Highly probable. They hadn't previously considered this to be a serious possibility until last summer's failed counteroffensive exposed the weakness of their military-industrial complex and tactical strategic planning. Indeed. It's now a credible scenario that reviving speculation of a Polish-led intervention aimed at drawing a red line in the sand for halting any potential Russian breakthrough before it gets too far. This would preserve the G7's sphere of economic influence in Ukraine while preventing the former Soviet Republic's collapse and thus averting another Afghan-like foreign policy disaster for the West. Don't worry, it's coming anyway regardless. The problem is that Poland also doesn't want to be put up to this only to be hung out to dry. It has happened to Poland before in the past. 
I says back, all those police jokes are true. They have a slow learning curve. Very bad. Meanwhile, and this is antiwar.com, after two years, neocons desperate for more war in Ukraine. In a recent interview, the normally confident Undersecretary of State Victoria Newland sounded a little desperate. She was trying to make the case for Congress to pass another $61 billion for the neocons' proxy war project in Ukraine, throwing out some old slogans the neocons use when they want funding for their latest war. Asked by CNN whether she believes Congress will eventually pass a bill. She responded she has confidence that we will do what we have always done, which is defend democracy and freedom around the world. What unconstrained bullshit. Remember now, they've extended martial law in the Ukraine. There are no presidential elections. And I suspect they're going to try to pull the same thing right here in the USA, find a justification for declaring martial law and finesse elections because they know Trump will triumph, have no doubt about it. Meanwhile, Israel-Palestine Live, Gaza death tale nears 30,000 as several children die of starvation. This is a Middle East eye. Palestinian health ministry said dehydration and malnutrition will kill thousands of children and pregnant women. Hezbollah says it'll halt attacks on Israel if Hamas agrees to a truce. That told from an Israeli bombardment nears 30,000 Israel deliberately starving Palestinians. And of course, it comes as no surprise. I've explained the rule of three. Three minutes without air, three days without water, three weeks without food. Well, this siege on Gaza has been in place since the 8th of October. Meanwhile, Israeli army fires on a crowd of hungry Palestinians waiting for aid, right? That's nothing like that. That's the Israeli way. Let's get as many Palestinians together and see how many we can kill with each bullet. The record may be on the order of four or five. Meanwhile, Israeli soldiers chow down on McDonald's while carrying out genocide. What a wonderful story. The electronic intifada reports. McDonald's Israel announced in October it would be donating thousands of meals to members of the Israeli army and state security forces. A photo now posted by an Israeli soldiers emerged showing the fast food chain products in an Israeli tank in Gaza. In the picture, a soldier is leaning over a McDonald's bag with a rifle lying right next to it. Shells are stacked up around it. McDonald's at the heart of Al Remo. And oh, I hope the anti-Semites won't see, wrote Haniyat Ben Shimon, a 23-year-old Israeli reservist who posted the photo on Facebook in December. How bad is that? Meanwhile, and this is a major story, Egypt sells out Palestinians for a $10 billion loan package. I find this disgusting. But bear in mind, the president of Egypt is a Jew. Despite public protests, 
Egyptian President Abdel Fattah al-Sisi is helping Israel transfer 1.4 million Palestinians from Rafah to tent cities in the Sinai Desert, where they will languish. Remember, none of this is going to be temporary. This is going to be permanent. I mean, it's going to be outrageous. What every Palestinian knows is once they leave their homeland, they're unable to ever return. Is anyone surprised, by the way, at new reports? This is coming from Don Wise, confirming months of Israeli torture, abuse, and sexual violence against Palestinian prisoners. Think about it. Content warning. Graphic descriptions of sexual assault. Two new reports came out last week regarding the torture and cruel treatment of Palestinians in Israeli prisons and detention centers since October 7th, including reports of sexual violence against Palestinian women and girls. The reports have renewed conversation around the harsh condition of Palestinians being held in Israeli captivity, which Palestinian detainees themselves and rights groups have been sounding the alarm for months. On February 19th, UN human rights experts expressed their alarm of what they described as egregious human rights violations carried out by Israeli forces against Palestinian women and girls in Gaza. In addition to the extrajudicial and arbitrary execution of women and children in Gaza, an expert highlighted the treatment of female Palestinian detainees in Israeli prisons. Many have reportedly been subjected to inhuman and degrading treatment, delayed menstrual pads, food and medicine, and severely beaten. On at least one occasion, a Palestinian women detained in Gaza were kept in a cage in the raining cold without food. We are particularly distressed by reports that Palestinian women and girls in detention have been subjected to multiple forms of sexual assault, such as being stripped naked and searched by male Israeli army officers. At least two female Palestinian detainees were repeatedly raped, while others were reported threatened with rape and sexual violence, the expert said, adding that photos of Palestinian female detainees in degrading circumstances were also reportedly taken by the Israeli army and uploaded online. That's the Israeli way. Democrat women can be proud of what Israel is doing here, given their support for the genocide taking place, where some of the progressive, I must say, I admire for speaking out in opposition. And, of course, as I previously reported, members of Biden's own staff are severely conflicted. I'm a Zionist, says none other than Joe Biden calling for peace efforts in Gaza. U.S. President Joe Biden affirms he is a Zionist and says many Arab countries like Saudi Arabia, Jordan, Egypt, and others are willing to recognize Israel. Speaking on Late Night with Seth Meyers, he also said Israelis agreed they would not engage in activities during Ramadan. Israel's war in Gaza we know, killed 30,000 
Let, let's hear Joe declare his allegiance. You said that the response in Gaza is too much and that the loss of an innocent life in Gaza is just as horrible as the loss of an innocent life in Israel. And yet there have been calls for an immediate ceasefire. You have not supported those calls. Again, you seem like an optimistic person. You believe maybe there's a future for a two-state solution. But from where I'm sitting, it does seem like there doesn't seem to be any appetite for that right now. Do you see what is... Because, again, we see this horrible, every day we see these horrible images out of Gaza. And is there a path forward? Is there a safe future for the people who live there? There is a path forward with difficulty, but here's the path forward. Look, first of all, there are, the hostages being held must be released. And then we've got a, some principle agreement, there will be a ceasefire while that takes place. Ramadan's coming up, and there's been an agreement by the Israelis that they would not engage in activities during Ramadan as well in order to give us time to get all the hostages out. That gives us time to begin to move in directions that a lot of Arab countries are prepared to move in. For example, Saudi Arabia is ready to recognize Israel. Jordan, is, uh, Egypt, uh, there's six other states have been working with Qatar. And the bottom line is that I'm not, I think the only way Israel ultimately survives, and I make no bones about it, I get criticized for having said a long time ago, you need not be a Jew to be a Zionist. I'm a Zionist. Where there's no Israel, there's not a Jew in the world to be safe. But here's the deal. They also have to make, take advantage of an opportunity to have peace and security for Israelis and Palestinians who are being used as pawns by, 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 by Hamas. And so there's a process underway that I think if we get that, that temporary ceasefire, we're going to be able to move in a direction where we can change the dynamic and not have a two-state solution immediately, but a process to get to a two-state solution. And, of course, Bibi Netanyahu has boasted how he's been able to defeat a two-state solution for decades. Meanwhile, the Houthis repeat to open the Red Sea when Israel stops the slaughter. Here we have on Oons.com breaking the first official pictures and video of British sunken Ruby Mar vessel near Aden after a Houthi strike have been released. Let's capture them here for those who see the video version. Ooh, it's going down fast. Here it is, halfway sunk. Going down, going down, going down. Well, there's more there. Meanwhile, Denmark, surprise, surprise, drops probe into Nord Stream gas pipelines habitat, right? Nobody really cares, right? I mean, why should we bother? Waste our valuable time to figure out who conducted one of the greatest uh, economic uh, sabotages of world history. Denmark is dropping the investigation of what it describes as deliberate sabotage of the Nord Stream gas pipelines in 2022, due to insufficient ground to pursue a criminal case. The Copenhagen police said on Monday, gas leaks in each of the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines 
were discovered in September 2022 from the infrastructure just outside Sweden in Danish territorial waters in the Baltic Sea. Nord Stream 2 was never put into operation after Germany axed the certification process following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Russia, for its part, shut down Nord Stream 1 indefinitely in early September of 2022, claiming an inability to repair gas turbines because of Western sanctions. An investigation launched by the Swedish authorities concluded the leaks were the result of deformations, likely the result of serious sabotage. Yes, yes, tell us something we don't know. Meanwhile, how the Mexican International Airport is poisoning people every day. This is one you don't hear about all the time. Check it out. Communications. Ciudad Juarez talking about the airport. But it's all in Spanish. Alas, so we're seeing the images. Now they're spraying in the airport and so forth. Pretty pretty remarkable stuff. Meanwhile, get this. Here's a nice one to take note of. Rich people seemingly prepping for Armageddon. Okay, welcome. Welcome back, ladies and gents. We've got a, a crazy one today. Can you just drop a one in the chat? Let me know you can hear me because it's the first time streaming again for uh, a while in the studio. So can you just drop a one in the chat? Let me know you can hear me okay, and then we'll get started in just 30 seconds here. There must be a hundred of them. These are all these mansions right now from all these wealthy people that are selling their homes right now. You can check this. You can go online and check this data for yourself. Not just that, we have all of these politicians and all these wealthy people selling. So let me jump to the shared screen a moment just so I can show you this. Here we go. So let's start with, I'm, I'm going to go through U.S. senators, so those of you who are in the U.S. know. So what's he doing right now? The orange is sell. He is selling, okay? So there's one. Uh, Daniel Goldman, he has been selling. Pete Ricketts, he's been selling. Zoe Lofgren has been selling. That's a massive sell, actually. Look at that. Uh, Dan Sullivan, he's selling. John Hickenlooper, he's selling. Lois Frankel, <laughs> talk about a sell. I mean, she hasn't sold so much in a decade right now. Uh, Michael Burgess, he's selling. John Curtis, he's selling. Scott uh, Franklin also has been selling. This is absolutely crazy. So I started then. Right back. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. 
To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Do you begin to smell some funky little things going on? Let me share this story with you. It's not so much a story. It's something I wrote years ago. Read your history, people. Stock markets collapse on Friday. Bank seizures, closures, holidays take place after business hours on Friday. Do currencies or governments also collapse on Friday? (laughs) Tomorrow's Friday. Will the end come on this Friday or will the inevitable collapse hold off for a while? The next round of the worst financial crisis in a hundred years is coming, people. And the government is out to make you and I pay for it. And will your savings survive a global banking wipeout? What happens when the U.S. sees hyperinflation? What if taxes soar not only for the rich? Can you survive the stock market tanks? Look, between a stock market wipeout, waves of bank failures, soaring government spending that will lead to hyperinflation and the destruction of the dollar's value, isn't it time that you prepare for the uncertainty which lies ahead? Protect your money now or forever kiss it goodbye. My friends, I offer you over six decades experience of hard asset ownership and knowledge and I'm prepared to handle the smallest detail in the balanced protection of your portfolio. For as the future of uncertainty continues to blanket this nation of ours, I believe that I can offer you the privacy, safety, security, and possibly some profitability which you deserve. And so I invite you to visit SierraMondrePreciousMetals.com for further information regarding protecting your wealth. Or call me, Jeffrey Bennett, at 602-799-8214. Or by email at KettleMoraineLTD at Cox.net for private consultation. Once again, our phone number is 602-799-8214. It's almost Friday. Here's putting a spin on a very bad situation. Army cutting force by 24,000 in major restructuring. The Army is cutting it force by about 24,000 positions, nearly 5%, in a restructuring effort it says will help prepare to fight in future wars as it struggles to recruit soldiers. Now, there's the bottom line. They don't have 24,000 soldiers they need, so they've just got the physicians and claimed it's streamlining. The cuts will bring the Army from a force structure of roughly 494,000 troops to 470,000 by fiscal 2029, mainly cutting already empty roles, such as jobs in counterinsurgency. Such positions increased during the Iraq and Afghanistan war, 
But demand dropped off after the conflicts were ended. Well, stand by. They're likely to resume right here in the USA. Meanwhile, get this. Time magazine cover story. The new anti-Semitism. Time magazine puts it right on their cover. A complicated, subtle form of anti-Semitism is emerging argues Harvard Law School professor Nora Feldman. Hi, Nora Feldman, a professor at Harvard Law, and, and of course, author of the new book, To Be a Jew Today, a new guide to God, Israel, and the Jewish people. Why won't anti-Semitism die, or at least die down? In the month following the Moss attack on Israel on October 7, 2023, anti-Semitic incidents increased substantially. The Anti-Defamation League, which came track, says they tripled in the U.S. over the previous year, though its criteria also changed to include anti-Zionism. In other words, it's now anti-Semitic if you are critical of Zionism. If you don't believe in Jewish supremacy, that makes you an anti-Semite. If you don't believe Jews are entitled to slaughter Palestinians, you're an anti-Semite. It's ridiculous beyond words. But that's how it's being played today. Meanwhile, who is Aaron Bush now? Airman sets himself on fire by the Israeli embassy. An active duty member of the Air Force set himself on fire outside the Israeli embassy Sunday to protest Israel's war in Gaza. According to reports and video posted on social media, yes, I am sure you have seen them. Aaron Bush, now 25, died after being transported to a local hospital Sunday afternoon. My name is Aaron Bush now. I'm an active duty member of the United States Air Force, and I will no longer be complicit in genocide. In a video, I'm about to engage in an extreme act of protest, but compared to what people have been experiencing in Palestine at the hands of their colonizers, it's not extreme at all. This is what our ruling class has decided will be normal. Video shows Bush now walking up to the driveway of the Israeli embassy, setting his phone down on the ground, pouring an unknown liquid from a bottle all over himself. Gee, I wonder, could it be gasoline? And ignite it while yelling, free Palestine, free Palestine, free Palestine. Frankly, I regard this as an admirable act. It's analogous, of course, to the monks who immolated themselves in protest of the Vietnam War. What is not receiving emphasis is the following crucial point, the real story behind the story. He had received orders that were sending him to Israel to participate in the genocide of the Palestinian people. What? You didn't know? American forces are being sent to Israel to participate in genocide. You don't like the idea? Well, Biden thinks it's just dandy. He is, after all, the commander-in-chief. So as I've mentioned many, many times, if you really want to understand what's going on, just realize Bibi Netanyahu is our commander-in-chief, George Soros, our domestic president. Here we have more about it. Information liberation. 
U.S. Airman Aaron Bushnell's self-immolation inspires tributes and Zionist scorn. Aaron Bushnell, the active duty member of the Air Force, who chose to self-immolate outside the Israeli embassy rather than become complicit in the U.S.-backed cause of genocide, inspired a tremendous response on social media. First, it must be noted the Air Force is heavily involved in Israel's ethnic cleansing campaign in Gaza. Max Blumenthal, U.S. Airman Aaron Bushnell did not kill himself to protest some other country's war. The U.S. Department of Defense has compelled the participation of Air Force members like Bushnell in Israel's Gaza genocide. Their orders to deploy to Israel read mandatory. And we have the publication of actual orders. The Intercept reported the Air Force is helping Israel pick targets to bomb which have we all seen have been mostly women and children. That's the good old USA. That's Uncle Sam on the job for Israel. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back uh, to the U.S., I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee, it's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted, it's one of the best beans that we can get, and you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. Are you sick of censorship? TLB Talk is the cure. TLB stands for truth, liberty, and balance. We are the newest and most unique social media platform to hit the internet. We were built out of necessity because Big Tech, Big Pharma, and Big Brother are out of control. The only thing bigger than them is when we the people are united. With that vision, TLB Talk was born. Our battlefield is in cyberspace. The battle we're in can be won by clicks of buttons and voting with your wallet. TLB Talk has no hidden agendas, no corporate funding, and we do not sell, trade, or give away any of your information. Our platform runs off of generous donations of members and merchandise profits. So please, check out our site. It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBTalk.com and join the social media revolution. Homeowners, if your lender has gone out of business or sold your transaction to another lender or servicer, you may be the victim of a wrongful foreclosure resulting in the loss of your home. If you've already lost your home, are in foreclosure, or even in good standing, you can challenge the mortgage transaction's illegal issue and your property can be restored to you, and your foreclosure can be stopped or reversed and the mortgage transaction declared unenforceable. 
State laws, U.S. title codes, the Uniform Commercial Codes, and U.S. Supreme Court rulings have upheld that defective mortgage documentations can reverse or stop foreclosures and enforce property title claims in favor of the homeowner. We are having successes in stopping the process of foreclosure, the enforcement of the foreclosure judgments, the sale of property, and evictions after the sale. We are not attorneys, and we don't give legal advice. We are a professional team of legal researchers, providing forensic mortgage audits and expert witnesses. We have the knowledge to produce the evidence and enforce laws regarding your legal issues. We've been in business for 12 years without a complaint. Consultations are free, and we provide a free title search to confirm if your mortgage has legal defects. Email tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. GOP leaders take action over Biden interview. Turns out something funny has been going on here. Chairman James Comer and Jim Jordan Tuesday subpoenaed the Justice Department for special counsel Robert Hur's Biden interview records as damaging leaks reveal Biden lied about his interview with her. Comer and Jordan are seeking to Biden transcripts, notes, video, and audio files from his five-hour interview over two days. Special Counsel Horror last week released a 345-page report on the investigation into stolen classified documents. Remember the ones Joe was keeping in his garage next to his Pride Corvette? The ones he had scattered throughout his house, even though he, as vice president, had no classification authority, declassification authority, unlike Donald Trump, who had a secure vault that had been approved by the National Archives and the FBI and did have declassification authority. I mean, the, 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 the absurdities of the inequities. Biden's stolen classified documents were spotted all over the place in damaged cardboard boxes and unlocked drawers at the Penn Biden Center. The documents were also easily accessible in Biden's Delaware garage and basement dead. But, I mean, the question with Biden is, why did he have any of these classified documents, any of them, given he was only vice president? Meanwhile, here's another report. This one coming from Jim Jordan. Americans deserve to see the transcript and other materials from Robert Hur's investigation of President Biden. We subpoena them today. And you can find the copy of the subpoena on Twitter. Meanwhile, we need Biden, Joe Biden, to listen. This is from Common Dreams. This is, uh, of course, a very well-known left-wing website. 100,000 Plus, Michigan primary voters mark uncommitted. The results represent an historic inflection point for creating a Democratic Party that aligns with the majority of its voters who want to cease fire, said one organizer. More than 100,000 Michigan voters marked uncommitted on their ballots, 
during the swing states Democrat presidential primary on Tuesday, a signal to President Joe Biden that his continued support for Israel's war on Gaza is angering key elements of his base and potentially threatening his re-election chances. I don't think so. They were already zero. How can you get below zero? He wasn't going to be re-elected under any circumstance. Absent, of course, stealing the election again. But really, it's so implausible that this particular guy would be re-elected that the Democrats know they have to have a more plausible candidate. I believe most likely Gavin Newsom and... uh, and Michelle Obama uh, tagging along, and we'll find out if the American people want to vote for a man with breast implants. Leaders and supporters of the Listen to Michigan campaign made clear their goal is not to harm Biden's general election prospects, but rather to convince him to change course in Gaza, where the U.S. armed Israeli military has killed nearly 30,000 people in less than five months. It's going to be much worse, of course. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris, Gateway Pundit reports, announces the Biden regime will now allow students to get paid through federal work study to register people to vote Democrat, of course, to vote Democrat. They'll register if you're going to vote Democrat. Kamala Harris Tuesday announced that they will now allow students to get paid. You know, more bribes, more bribes. They love that. Bribery. That's the only way they can get the vote. Nothing to see here. Move along. Harris privately met with a few dozen leaders. The Bush plan to protect voting rights. Protect voting rights. Which is Democrat speak. We're flooding the ballot boxes with fraudulent ballots. Boy, is that right. A plan to protect voting rights, which is Democrat speak, for flooding the ballot boxes with fraudulent ballots. Exactly. Exactly. We have seen those who would loudly attempt to interfere in the lawful vote of the American people in an attempt to question the integrity of a free and fair election system, Sarah said before a roundtable in the Indian Treaty Room. We have seen a rise in threats against poll workers. In fact, I met some recently in Georgia who had harrowing experiences in terms of how they were threatened their well-being as well as their livelihood. Right. Tell us about it, Kamala. Tell us about it. Meanwhile, Patricia James, totalitarian justice in New York, One of another sensational article from Moon's Review, UNZ.com. Absolutely the hottest website in the world today. John Derbyshire. The biggest news story of the last few days has been the ruling by a New York court that Donald Trump had over several years overvalued some of his properties and fined with banks and insurance companies. The prosecutors argued that those overvaluations got the Trump organization better terms than it would otherwise have got from these lenders, saving the organization hundreds of millions of dollars. This was a civil trial, not a criminal one. A civil usually touches some person or organization of plaintiff, 
claiming he, she, or it has been wronged in some way by some other person or organization, the defendant. Civil trials will often end with a cash settlement. Nobody goes to jail. In a jurisdiction with capital punishment, nobody gets executed. Beside life and liberty not being at stake, civil trials are looser than criminal. There won't necessarily be a jury or a defense attorney. And the plaintiff's case doesn't have to be made beyond a reasonable doubt, only on the preponderance of evidence. All right, enough law school 101. So these leaders, these banks and insurance companies sued Trump for defrauding him, right? Uh, or no. Quote from the February 16th New York Times. The victims, the bankers who lent to Mr. Trump, testified they were thrilled to have him as a client. Give us a break. Give us a break. That's what happens when you have Democrats in charge. Meanwhile, Mr. Bradley, we're now switching to Georgia. You realize that if you were to testify under oath that you knew from Mr. Wade, the relationship between him and Ms. Willis existed before the contract on November 1st, 2021, that if you testified that you knew that uh, from Mr. Wade, that would show that both Ms. Willis and Mr. Wade had lied under oath that sounds to me like an attempt to intimidate. Intimidate. Meanwhile, we have another tweet. Evident proves that Fanny and her boy toy Wade both lied to the court. Disbar, impeach, prosecute now. Sounds right to me. Meanwhile, 53% of Americans want a border barrier. 61% think immigration is a very serious issue. The number has just been increasing, increasing in every category, whether it's Republican, Independent, or Democrat. The American people are alarmed. Meanwhile, get this, the majority of Americans now back a Trump-style border wall, according to a poll. Illegal immigration has become a key concept of voters this election year, concerned with a new poll showing that for the first time in the survey's history, a majority of Americans support building a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Well, you can be certain it's not going to happen under Biden. With record numbers of illegal pouring into the country, public concern about the border is higher during Biden's term than under the prior two, according to Monmouth University poll released on January 26th. And, of course, it's going to get worse. It's actually become the number one issue in this election year. Number one. Number two, the economy and the cost of living. Number three, foreign affairs, the wars in Ukraine and especially in Israel. Texas Governor Abbott made a big announcement leaving Joe Biden seething with rage. President Biden claims he wants to secure the border because it's an election year. But from day one, he's been trying to roll out a welcome map for illegals. His admin has fought Texas tooth and nail to keep the state from securing its border in the face of an invasion at the Mexican. The Supreme Court issued a shock ruling that allowed the Border Patrol to remove razor wire 
Texas had placed in the hard-hit border city of Eagle Pass after Biden's Homeland Security filed an emergency appeal. Texas is doubling down on its effort to secure its border despite relentless attacks from the lawless Biden administration. Governor Abbott announced his administration is building a new forward operating base to house Texas National Guard troops in the Del Rio sector of the border who are working on border security mission. Good for him. Good for him. Here's one nailing it exactly. The Babylon Bee. Facing low approval, Biden promises to start pretending to care about the border. Brownsville, Texas. With his approval hovering near record lows, President Biden made a trip to the southern border today and promised to begin pretending to care about. Listen, folks, here's the deal. I don't care about the border. He said to a Border Patrol horse he mistook for an agent. But as I stand here today, I vow to begin pretending to care. I will do this until my approval numbers go up a few points. As long as the border continues to stay wide open and let millions of people in, by golly, I will really feign concern. I then began to tell a moving story about his son once died while trying to cross the border. The nation is breathing a sigh of relief this afternoon, knowing that Biden really looks like he almost cares, said CNN anchor Jake Tapper. Just look at his furrowed brow and concerned-looking eyes. No one can simulate sympathy like President Biden. Wow, what a great guy. At publishing time, Biden's realistic-looking concern was interrupted by his being trampled over by a crowd of 5,000 border crossers from Somalia. They have a knack for getting it right. Meanwhile, in 64% black, 24% white Memphis, Tennessee, the black mayor meets with high-ranking black gang leaders and begs for a ceasefire. Begs for a ceasefire. Here's more. Again, from Un's review, Memphis Mayor Meets. We even got some video here. Nope, not popping open. The city of Memphis is seeing a record number of homicides this year. Last time the city saw this many homicides was in 1993, and Willie Harrington was mayor. Harrington said the homicide rate in Memphis now is at a critical level, and the fix to the problem is much larger than the elected officials. It's like old news being replayed, Harrington said. In 1993, Memphis set a record with 213 homicides. Harrington set a special task force in the early 90s helped examine the crime. Years later... His administration saw a crime dip as a result of Memphis PD's Blue Crush. Blue Crush targeted drug trafficking and crime monopolies. So he said additional police officers would help the situation. They will not be able to get to the root causes of the violence. I'm going to irritate some people when I make this statement. This is a black problem, Harrington said. This is a black problem, 
that uniquely impacts the fabric of the black community. And he's got it right. Look at the statistics. The overwhelming number of murders are committed by blacks on other blacks. That is the basic truth of the matter. Uh, the number of uh, uh, whites killing whites is a tiny fraction, maybe 10%, similar to, uh, and even lower, are whites killing blacks. Those are actually very, very rare. Blacks killing whites, however, are not. So there you have the latest, in this case, coming from White Memphis, Tennessee, 24% white Memphis, 64% black, which has an unusually candid mayor who acknowledges that this is a black problem. Meanwhile, and this is fairly stunning, I'm done with Google. Wholesale lost a trust after unbelievably irresponsible racist AI goes mask off. Zero hedge reporting. The fact that Google's Gemini AI is a complete woke mess comes as no surprise to anyone who's been paying attention. Between Google's internal culture and the fact that large language models are largely a reflection of their creators, Gemini is what a predictable digital poster child for racist, anti-white, anti-conservative, historical revisionist culture, as opposed to the neutral purveyors of information they claim to be. Mask off, as they say. In fact, we couldn't sum it up better than Marco Jurek, director of the Dirac Institute at the University of Washington in Seattle, in a lengthy post. Jurek says that Despite known very good individuals working there, he's done with Google. Marco Jurak tweets, I'm done with Google. I know many good individuals working there, but as a company, they've irrevocably lost my trust. I'm moving out. Here's why. I've been reading Google's Gemini damage control post. I think they're simply not telling the truth. For one... Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people? Hi, Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 carcass drop and lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation. But today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First are right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next are beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. 
Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime-fighting, political science, analyzing brawn. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So, Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born-again traditional Christian, and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver. I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right? Just because you steal an election and terminate the republic doesn't mean you terminate the people in the republic, because we're still here. I'm not taking the vaccine. F*** you, Bill Gates. There was a way forward still on January 6th. What needed to be done is to object to every single state. The COVID-19 virus was the setup. The vaccine could very well be a bioweapon. The Patrick and Jeremy Show. Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extend Over Help, I need somebody Help, not just anybody Help, you know I need someone Help, when I was younger, so much younger than today I never needed anybody's help in any way But now these days are gone and I'm not so self-assured Well, you know the saying, get woke, go broke. Just in, Google loses $70 billion in market value after Gemini AI exposed as woke. Sure, yes, to give an image of a Viking. Sure, here's an image of a Viking. They're black. They're black. Google, parent company Alphabet, lost over $70 billion in market value with stock prices falling as much as 4.4% Monday. Following the pause on Google's Gemini AI image creator and post-surfaced of Gemini responses in the chat feature. According to Bloomberg, Mellis research analyst Ben Wrights warned in a research note, problems that have arisen with Gemini may fuel the perception that Google is an unreliable source for AI as many companies try to launch their own platforms. We have been arguing that search behavior is about to change with new AI infused features, said Wrights. This once-in-a-generation change by itself creates opportunities for our competitors 
But even more of a meaningful portion of user group grow concerned about Google's hallucinations and bias. The plunge came as Google DeepMind CEO Dennis Hassabas said on Monday that Gemini's image-generating feature would be offline for a few weeks to address issues raised, according to the New York Post. This is just more left-wing absurdity. Meanwhile, here's interesting from the WLT report. What will it take for you to finally admit that we never went to the moon? Time to discuss something a little off the beaten path. But our mission, first and foremost, around here is to print the truth. And there's been a lot of talk about landing on the moon recently, so I wanted to discuss it. Simply put, I don't believe we landed men on the moon in 1969 to 72. Not even close. I mean, just look at that picture up above. It's laughable. That's literally wrapped in aluminum foil, and you're telling me they flew that thing all the way to the moon and then got out their golf cart dune buggies and tooled around a bit on the surface of the moon? Oh, and don't forget, Nixon talked to them from this phone. Nixon phoned the moon live using this. But NASA lost the technology to do it again. Allegedly, yes, folks. Let that sink in for a minute. Nixon called the moon in 1969 from a landline. Meanwhile, it's 2024, and I can't get Wi-Fi to work in my house half the time. But that's not the main reason I'm concerned. We need to get real. And meanwhile, I'll be taking your calls during the next hour of this show today. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure pouty arco super tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com. Or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113. DrinkSuperTea.com. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 